From Kilgetty to Kilpayson for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Haverford West's newest sixth form is being described as a different style of learning. The long wait is over and Castle School now officially has a sixth form, which began on September 6th. The school, based on the town's Snowdrop Lane, is providing a hybrid style of learning combining both online and face-to-face for its first ever 15 sixth form students. The new surroundings and the new style of learning is not the only thing these trailblazing learners are experiencing. They also had a very peculiar start to their academic life in their new class. Head of Sixth Form Dawn Harris said while schools returned to the classroom, Castle School did something different. Instead, our Sixth Formers spent two nights camping at the beautiful little retreat in Lorraine. Team building and familiarisation sessions meant the new students were relaxed and happy when they got down to business on the first Monday morning. Miss Harris continued saying our Sixth Form has listened to a cohort of teenagers who spent the recent Covid restrictions rethinking how and when they could study, responding directly to this generation who now are more familiar with learning through a laptop than hours of chalk and talk, Castle School is providing a hybrid of the best ways. Pembrokeshire Dog has sniffed out an estimated £10,000 worth of counterfeit and illicit tobacco in a single raid. Cooper from BWI Canine Limited in Clinderwyn helped seize the illegal tobacco from two premises in Worcester. A spokesperson for the BWI said we were working on two operations. In Worcester, we found a substantial seizure from two shops where a large quantity of the tobacco was hidden in freezers. Cooper located one of the most sophisticated illegal tobacco concealments that we have seen in the last 10 years. Another dog, Yo-Yo, also helped Warwickshire police detect £17,000 of illegal cigarettes hidden in a sewer at a raid on two rugby shops. In another raid at a targeted site, Scamp sniffed out a big stash of illegal cigarettes hidden behind a hand dryer in a toilet. And working together, Yo-Yo and Scamp also helped officers of Kent police seize more than 35,000 illegal cigarettes from shops in Maidstone. Amidst all the doom and gloom of the last 18 months, there are more and more stories of hope coming out of the hospitality industry as society continues to open up. One of these stories involves the famous Tembi Imperial Hotel, which was at risk of permanent closure last year, but after a bumper summer since its reopening has bounced back strongly. Since May, the hotel has served up a whopping 5,000 breakfasts while looking after 6,000 guests. Steve Wilson, the general manager, said looking back on what we've achieved in the last few months is always a rewarding feeling but when you put some numbers on it it just makes it all the more eye-opening in hospitality you're often very much focused on looking after the in-house guests so you can easily forget just how many people you've looked after over a period of weeks and months he continued saying just to say as well given the superb demand we've been seeing we are always looking for more people to join our amazing team so if you're from pembrokeshire and you're looking for work do get in touch 205 new cases of coronavirus have been recorded in the Hewaldar Health Board area according to Sunday's figures. The data from Public Health Wales showed there were 130 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 48 in Pembrokeshire and 27 in Ceredigion since the last report. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire.
just carry on. I'll leave your mic down for a minute. Yeah. With G&G Builders, more, of course, at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to the second half. And we've got loads coming up between now and nine o'clock. We are going to look at all the latest stories from the world of Pembrokeshire sport, including goals galore in the Pembrokeshire Football League. We'll talk Jazz Joyce from St. David. She starred for the GB Rugby 7 side in Vancouver. And we'll also preview the Pembrokeshire Vikings rugby match, which is happening this Friday. Our special guest will be BBC Wales sports broadcaster Kerry Coleman-Phillips. She'll be telling us about her own sporting weekend that involved 112 miles on a bike, as well as discussing some of the latest issues in the world of women's sport and Wales and beyond. It's nearly 10 years since Kerry and I last broadcast together, so looking forward to catching up with her today. And we'll look back on a really good weekend for Haverford West County. Another goal for Ronaldo in the Premier League. And of course, as we heard in the last hour of the show, the Ryder Cup starts on Friday. You're more than welcome to get involved. Hashtag Pure West Sports and leave us a message, of course, on the Facebook page. Fraser Watson, evening. How are you? I am good, Ben. I'm, I'm better than my co-presenter in the studio with me here, but we'll come on to that in a minute, actually. Um, if, if you, I think we, just, to, just to prove that we are live, to, to all the viewers yep. watching, Gordon Thomas has just had a back spasm live on air. He, he <laughs> did, and it... <laughs> And it made for a bit of a slightly concerning and slightly disjointed start to the show. But we are now live. Hopefully Gordon is OK, uh, suffering a bit from a, from a back problem. Uh, Fraser was having to help him out at one point. Has Gordon been helped out of the studio, Fraser? Is he all right? I think he's hobbled into the treatment room, if there is one there in the back there. But more, uh, more on this story as it develops. Yeah, an injury. <laughs> First time we've had an injury live on the air. But seriously, we do hope Gordon's back. Is okay. Fingers crossed. Um, Fraser, you're you're feeling it a bit as well. Congratulations, first of all, on a PB yesterday in the Swansea 10K. Yes, it was down in Swansea Bay. Actually, a nice day and a, and a very flat course, but a very good field as well. Ben, I managed to to creep under 39 minutes, which is something I hadn't done before. But for context on that, the uh, the winner, the Welsh international, came in, I think in 29:57. So, um, whereas I'd hoped my time would have been pretty high. Ever, I don't think it was even in the top 50 or 60. But good to have those kind of events back, all in all, and over 2,000 people involved. And well. Hang on. I think we might have the return of the patient. Um, Grimace, grimacing Gordon. And I, I'm not going to moan about my legs because I've just seen the state of Gordon. So, Well, let, let's just let Gordon get settled. Um, but good to have that event back on, Fraser. How, how did you find the experience of taking part in, a, in an actual event again? Yeah, great job from Swansea Council. And probably provided hope to, to event planners everywhere, actually, Ben. I imagine a lot of organisations... There are still certain restrictions in place, obviously, Um with COVID-19 but the parking and, and just the general organisation of course in a place like Swansea you have the St Helens Field you've got so much space and room to accommodate numbers of that size but I would hope seeing something like that go ahead and go ahead successfully Ben will bring a bit of hope now and galvanise event organisers elsewhere who may be concerned about putting their events yeah. back on so yeah hopefully it'll be a, a big stepping stone forward for, for all events in Wales really. Great stuff. Well, yeah, well, well done, Fraser. Gordon is now on, on the camera. How, how are you, Gordon? <laughs> I've been suffering, boys, as you, as you know. But, uh, yeah, I keep getting this back spasm. I've had it since last week, but it's uh, it's gone worse tonight. But I was trying to get through the show. The show must go on. <laughs> the show must go on. If any physios are, are passing the studio in Haverford West, <laughs> yeah. Gordon would appreciate it right yeah. now. Uh, you, you do let us know, though, Gordon, if you, if you get another one, um, in the way that you did just before the show started. <laughs> do take it easy. We, we were quite concerned about you at the start of the show, Dan. Uh, okay, uh, so well done, Fraser.
raise it on that in the 10k we're going to be joined by kerry coleman phillips a really top broadcaster with uh, bbc wales and we'll talk about uh, jasmine joyce starring for the the team gb7s in vancouver uh, gordon have you seen the social media of that tackle from jazz yeah incredible isn't she you know there's uh, no substitute for pace and our way jazz she certainly got it because uh, out in vancouver that girl was going for the the try line she had a hell of a shock when jazz pulled it down five meters short and stopped her scoring and she went on to be the man of the uh, the woman of the tournament uh, scoring three tries in the final Superb, yeah. superb athlete, Charles. If, if you haven't seen that, go on social media and have a look. It, Fraser, it's one of the the all time rugby sevens moments. It's been repeated and retweeted all over the place, hasn't it? Oh, I know, and it started growing, isn't it? To, to be fair to her, to have gone to Tokyo, such an intense environment there, intense tournament, perform like she did, and then to back that up. And and I think we touched on this, didn't we? Straight after the Olympics, this is no longer a girl now who's burst onto the scene and is an unknown quantity. This is a marked woman. You know, the teams know about her, and she's still producing the rugby she is the footwork she is and as we saw in the clip you just mentioned in attack and defense you know so prolific now and she's doing it when other teams know everything about her and that's a different level again okay we'll talk to kerry a bit more about jazz and the impact she's having on the the rugby sevens world she's a some player there's no doubt about it and from Pembrokeshire as well uh, we should say well done have for west county this was a, a big weekend and we'll talk about some of the goals in the Pembrokeshire football league in a sec but it was important wasn't it for morale at the oggy bridge meadow stadium that they got that win and, and they beat flint who ended up with nine men but a, a 2-0 win uh, Gordon, that that will be welcomed, I think. Yeah, I think uh, manager Wayne Jones will be rather relieved that they've actually got three points on the board. It isn't as though Halford West haven't played uh, well. They played well against TNS and they deserved a point at the Meadow that day, in my opinion, and they didn't get it. <clears throat> they got thumped uh, last week at Bala, uh, which was really a bit of a setback. And with Flinktown uh, United second in the table, and still second in the table after half of West beating them on Saturday, I didn't see it come in. But um, fair play to them. They, they got an early goal through um, Cissé, Torre Cissé, their big striker, got his first goal for the club, mm. uh, a great header. He, he really rose high and he thumped the ball in. That given confidence. They had a, a, a guy sent off. Uh, for a, a rash challenge on um, the skippers, uh, so Dylan, 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 <laughs> Dylan Reese. I couldn't. I remember his dad, Nick. Uh, Dylan Reese got a, a rash challenge, and he, he was sent off. And then in the second half, the Bluebirds got a second goal. Uh, you know, late on in the game, it was. I think it was about six minutes to go, and they were down to nine men by that stage. And Cisse uh, got on the end of a Danny Williams low cross into the box, and uh, he smashed it home from clo close range. So it's given them a, a welcome uh, three points, and they go again tomorrow night in uh, the uh, Welsh Nathan Nathaniel MG Cup, I think it's called, and um, that that'll be another tough game uh, tomorrow evening. Um, it was all about getting a win, um, Fraser, as, as Gordon says. Because and, and Wayne Jones, we know, works so hard, very upbeat. But it's it's not easy to to do that when you're not winning games on the pitch. He, he will be really pleased that they got that win on Saturday. Yeah, of course. And and if they can take heart from something, Ben, it's 
from last season, they had that tricky start again. It was actually, we spoke last week, didn't we? They went to Bala Town last week, and that really kick-started them. And they'll know now as much as anyone, and Wayne will know as much as anyone, you can overcome bad starts in this league, right? Especially if your goal, what half West is, to finish in that top six position. Because it's only sixth place you've got to get to if you want to be in that top split at yeah. the end of the season. So, you know, it, it has been a rocky road, but like you said, the confidence boost they'll take from the three points. And more importantly, knowing that time is on their side now, and they have put something together... It'll relieve the pressure a little bit, I think, and that'll help as well. Because a lot of eyes are on half-dressed this season. They've obviously spent a lot of money. They've made some you know, pretty bold statements about where they want to be in a club, and there's nothing wrong with that. They showed ambition. And, and the longer they went without a win, obviously, the more the pressure would build up on them. But that, that's gone now, and they can perhaps look, look up a bit now. Yeah, no doubt about it. That was a good win. So well done to the Bluebirds and good luck tomorrow as well. Uh, in the Pembrokeshire Football League in Division 1, Carew 1, St Ishmael's 0, Clarberston Road 2, Fishguard 3, Hundleton 1, Haken 5, Nayland 0, Monks and Swifts 1, Penner Robbins 12, Narbeth 0. And the result of the day, Merlin's Bridge 0, good at United 7. What do we make of the action from Saturday, chaps? I'll, I'll leave Mr. Thomas start on that one because I know he was there for a bit, but it was it was a yeah, turnout. it was a little bit of a shock result at the race course. Not uh, it was the you know seven goals. I can't remember Merlin's Bridge losing by seven goals. It's been a long time since that's happened. Uh, but fair play to Goodick. They they're looking strong all round, even at this early stage of the season. I don't think they've actually conceded a goal in the league yet. Yeah. Uh, they got three wins on the trot. And to go to one of the possible title favourites and absolutely uh, obliterate them at the race course, uh, it's, it's bodes well for Wayne O'Sullivan's side. Uh, Haken will be there or thereabouts. I think it, it's looking into a, a bit of a two-horse race because Kiru, who played so well at Haken the other week, only managed to beat St Ishmael's uh, 1-0, not uh, being disrespectful to St Ishmael's, but they haven't had the best of starts. And Adam Muscat got a late goal for them to, to win that. Uh, game so it's looking like Haken and Goodick to be honest you even at this early uh, stage of the season for for the honours come the end of the season I mean regrettably uh, I agree with Gordon there and I say regrettably because obviously before Covid we spoke didn't we, we had this great four five way title race that was shaken yeah. up which we never got to see cumulate so to speak uh, and this year you know we always knew Goodick Haken would be up there I did feel Merlin's Bridge especially we're losing Luke Hayward too Goodick Nathan yeah. Green as well a couple of key personnel I thought they might struggle to be up there Moncton I, I didn't expect to be in the title race because they've lost a host of players and they, they're probably looking at a bit of a rebuild again but um, you know it, it is already looking like that strong too and, and it's also <clears> slightly considered for Haken of course which we're stupidly talking about this three four weeks into the season but you know past experience has shown when those two go at it for the title they don't drop many points you know, and and Haken now they obviously dropped two on the first game of the season, and they do have a game in hand. But that FAW trophy already five behind Goodick. You know, yeah. and even with a game in hand, you don't want that gap getting too big. So um, you know, it, it's early days, but already we've got some kind of shape taking place. You feel to, to what could be the title race ahead. And did you see that seven nil coming, Fraser? No, I didn't. I I, I thought Goodick would win there. Uh, I generally did, but I I didn't see a, a win that comprehensive, a clean sheet and seven goals at the race course. You know, which isn't easy to do when the wind's blowing down there. The best of times, God knows. So, yeah. No, that. That is some statement, I'll be honest with you. 
Yeah, good stuff in, in, in Division 1 of the Pembrokeshire Football League. No, no doubt about that. Uh, one other thing we'll mention as we go through the show as well, and I'll put you two on the spot just to have a think about something. We've got the Ryder Cup to come, of course, starting at the end of the week. We heard in the first hour, Fraser uh, managed to speak to Paul McGinley, former European skipper, of course, to get his thoughts on it. We previewed it with uh, Kim last week on the show. Uh, for, for you two, where, where does the Ryder Cup rank in, in terms of the all-time sporting events? And I think we'll get some people to, to give some of theirs at actually your, your favorite sporting events for me the Ryder Cup is up there and the excitement on Friday morning is going to be immense looking forward to it absolutely if you ask the question but I'll give you a straight answer I think it's the greatest team <clears throat> sporting event in the world you know I've, I've never known an event which just okay. encapsulate, encapsulates you know a public as much as it does and I think we touched on this with Kim last week didn't it it's, it just seems to be the event and the place where normality doesn't happen mm-hmm. you know it, it's where you can Jose Maria Alatharbal or Ben Crenshaw can go into a press conference and, and utter what would be utter garbage if it was an individual and a major championship but because it was the right yeah. cup, you almost get drawn into it and, and it just doesn't follow logic you know, it's, it's such a balmy tournament. It's played under extreme pressure. The crowd is frenzied. You know, and it's agony or ecstasy. There's not much in between. And and win or lose, hopefully win Team Europe. I'll stand by that. I think it's the, it's the greatest sporting event in the world. Okay, greatest team sporting events then. Let, let's have some other suggestions. And we'll try and read a few of those out before nine o'clock. I'm sure we can come up with, with one or two others. You might include the Olympics. Team GB is a, mm. a team sporting event. But there, there is something special about the Ryder Cup. And Fraser Gordon, you're standing by Europe to win. It's going to be a big ask, isn't it? I can't see Europe winning in America. America got a lot of the top players at this moment in time. Not being disrespectful to our own Europe. But uh, no, I, I can't see us winning out there, to be honest with you. It's going to be a tough ask. If I hope they prove me wrong, but uh, once the Americans get going and their crowd, it'll be uh, really difficult for yeah. Europe to uh, get a lot of joy there. But I, I'm hoping I'm wrong. OK, give us some of your suggestions then. The greatest sporting uh, team tournaments and, and events and one, one-off things. You could have the Ashes, for example. Looking forward to that later on this year as well. Uh, get involved on the Facebook page. We will take a moment. Gordon, how's the back? Just sore, Ben, but we'll carry on. It's good. I, I, I can feel you grimacing a few times. <laughs> part, and I, am, I am feeling your pain. So uh, let, let's, we'll, we'll take a moment. And you, you can have a stretch. Okay. Uh, Fraser, make, make sure he's OK. Uh, we'll have we're, Kerry... We've been out to get some ice, I think. Because <laughs> the ice will be perfect. Uh, we'll have Kerry joining us in just a few moments' time to talk sport as well. Uh, so we'll look forward to that. That's coming up next on Pure West Sport. Introducing MyPems, the online marketplace for independent sellers in Pembrokeshire. Looking to take the hassle out of marketing and selling your products online? Want to reach new audiences or customers whilst being part of a bigger community of local businesses and retailers? Then check out mypems.com. We're only a click away and could be the answer to taking the stress out of selling your products online. So whether you're a shop, an independent artist or maker, connect direct with customers and join a growing movement looking to buy locally at MyPems. For the perfect solution, contact Lillian and the team at MyPems.com. Wherever you're driving to this summer... How long do we get there? You need the perfect in-car soundtrack. Are we there yet? So take all your favourite digital radio stations and podcasts with you on the road and don't miss a thing this summer. 
It's easy to connect your smartphone to your car stereo via Bluetooth or aux in to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Find out more at getdigitalradio.com. Love Radio. Go digital. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. If I'm going out on my new paddleboard, the last thing I'm taking is my phone, right? Buoyancy aid, fine. But mobile? My whole life's on that phone. Why would I risk losing it in the... Coast Guard, help! Okay, help's on its way. Grab my hand! Phone. In a waterproof pouch. It's the first thing I pack now. In an emergency at the coast, call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. And please, respect the water. This is Pure West Radio.
Sports on a Monday evening with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Gordon is back in his seat. Looking looking well. You okay, Gord? Just about, mate. Good, man. Good. We are very concerned about you. So you, you just stay there. We'll try not to make you laugh and try not to move too much. <laughs> He's not happy with me. Is he, is he okay, Frey? Seriously. I, I think so. I think so. I'm on edge here slightly. We are we're all I, on edge. I've been to, this, this nervous since my girlfriend was about to go to labour, if I'm honest, about what, about, is, is about what might come left. Is I can feel the tension in the studio from here. Uh, let's say a very good evening, though, to our guest. She is a top broadcaster with BBC Wales Sport. It's nearly 10 years since we last worked together. Uh, Kerry Coleman-Phillips, how are you? I'm good. Hi, boys. I'm very well. God, do you remember when you did a bicycle kick and you were playing five-a-side football for the Telegraph? And uh, your back I, went. Uh, yeah, yeah, still <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. It's gone again, Kerry. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's stuck <laughs> on your head, Kerry, isn't it? It was brilliant acrobatic. It was, you know. you I, I completely it. missed the ball as well. <laughs> well, listen, Gordon, you, you, you stay there. We'll keep a close eye on Fraser's standing by just in case as well. <laughs> Kerry, great to have you on the show um, this evening. And we are going to start by talking about what you did yesterday because you took part in the Car 10 uh, bike challenge, didn't you? Tell us about it. How did it go? Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's a charity bike ride from Cardiff to Tenby. It's not a race, just um, take your time. So it starts at like 7 in the morning. It's all on the back roads. And it's pretty flat from sort of Cardiff to Carmarthen, and then it's absolutely heartbreaking from then onwards. Yeah. So from about Carmarthen Athletic Club, it's, it's like that. So we had a great welcome at Tenby uh, Football Club at the end, and uh, lots of nice stops along the way. Saw Shane Williams coming along, Rupert Moon was doing it. About 2,000 people, I think, did it, and um, yeah, it was a really good day. So what was the hardest bit? You said around the Carmarthen area was, yeah, was tricky. So from Carmarthen onwards, it was, yeah, and Slandauerov just, just went on and on and on. And there were some cyclists that used, used the dual carriageway and the bypass, but we were asked not to do that. So uh, I was on the single track lanes with the tractors in the rain, but uh, I got to the finish. Excellent stuff. Fraser. Kerry, I remember your goodie bag from when we worked together at the Telegraph and you were a girl who liked your snacks and uh, not necessarily your healthy <laughs> snacks either. So I'm intrigued. You said there was a lot of stops there. So there was a lot of what, stops. What was, your, what was your choice of fuel on these stops? Well, I, I was packed up with Mars bars, cracker bars and, and crackers, but um, in Bagland, boys and girls club, bacon rolls. Uh, Murray Port R and I were doing Vegas. I had a pint in and Athletic and a pie. I stopped at the Sporting Chance in Taverns fight. Oh, yes. So, yeah, yeah, I was probably game. lost it yesterday. <laughs> and, and on a serious note about the psych, I know obviously um, a lot of Pembrokeshire participants take part. Was it one of those things where you could, as well as working extremely hard, you could socialise as well with people you know, and you may be seeing with people you, you know along the way all the time who are egging you on a bit and you can help them along as well? Yeah, it's it. But I made so many friends along the way. Everybody, you know, if you, people saw you struggling going up a hill, they were like, "Come on, keep going, keep spinning. Are you okay?" You know, it was it was a really nice day, and and, and I made some friends. So, uh, but it, it's given me a whole new respect. Somebody had said, "Run a marathon after getting off that bike." It was. Not a that's the question, isn't it? Because the 112 miles is the Ironman cycle distance. I can't imagine how you would go from that to, to running a marathon. How were you feeling when you hit that finish line in Tembe? 
I unclipped my shoes and good thing Brian was there because I literally just flopped off. <laughs> I, was yeah. I couldn't walk for two yeah. days. So, yeah, it's unbelievable athletes that do Ironman. Fair so play to them. You wouldn't have uh, considered the swim then uh, before that as well? The swim wouldn't, wouldn't be a problem. So swim would be okay. It's just I can't run. You can't run. <laughs> no point, unless you chase them. Running. <laughs> well, talking about that, we, we the moment of the weekend, or, or one of them, um, was was Jasmine Joyce, wasn't it, from, from St David's, and she starred in the Olympics again. Um, but she was just incredible over the weekend in, in the GB sevens in Vancouver, and that Jasmine Joyce tackle we were talking about at the start of the show, she just gets better and better, doesn't she? Do you know what? You think you're through for a try. You can have all the pace in the world and you can just feel her breathing down your neck. She has perfected the art of the cover tackle. She's unbelievable speed. And what, she must be like nine stones soaking wet. But the strength that she has to bring down girls triple her size, she's just she's just a great advert for, for St. Davis, for Pembrokeshire, for women's rugby. She's And she's a great down-to-earth girl. So, yeah, great to see her doing so well. And also, she got very good feet as well, Kerry. That try where she uh, bamboozled two of them and went through under the post, that was incredible. Fair play. They thought they had her and they just had fresh air. Boom, she's gone. Something happens. She's she's like a female version. Gets the ball. People expect her to do something. And and she usually delivers. But uh, And, you know, even though, as you said earlier, she's a marked woman, everybody knows what she's capable of. She just keeps producing and producing and, and on the world stage as well. So uh, yeah. it's great to see her doing so well. And how important is it for her, Kerry? Because obviously the cycle she's used to before, she joins up with Great Britain and plays Elite Sevens once every four years. Rio then Tokyo, five years it turned out Rio then Tokyo. But now it seems there's some kind of programme where Team GB can play in between that. And I know this, um, this tour in Vancouver, hopefully the start of that, that's, that's a big boost for her as well, isn't it? That she's able to play at the level she deserves in Elite Company on a much more regular basis. Yeah, just professionally, yeah. you know, she deserves a place on this world tour, and good for her. You're doing so well. And, and bring things a bit closer to home, Carrie. Back to your own work at the moment. Obviously, it's been such a strange time for everyone, whether you're playing, <laughs> presenting, commentating. How do you find the setup is now coming out of this pandemic for your own work in terms of being in stadiums and working from studios? Do you get a sense of normality coming back now? I, I transferred across to news during lockdown, but um, I did some sport. Um, I think I did the team return, but in it, it was just soulless, wasn't it? Just, mm. You know, a handful of press, a handful of coaches, and it, it wasn't it wasn't sport at all. It was you know, without fans, you know, what is so and, and football. So yeah, so I've been back when, when there's fans. It's, it's just brilliant. It's great to see them back and uh, and doing. I'm going up to Cardiff tomorrow with uh, with my mate Joe Price. We're doing Wales Estonia, the women's football tomorrow night. So uh, it's good to get out the house, out the home yeah. studio, and uh, I'm back in some sort of normality. I suppose you've struggled really because you've had to get out of bed and just crawl across a room and do your show. But <laughs> now you're going to actually get in your car and go to Cardiff, and I know. Uh, you know it's going to be a bit of a, an eye opener for you. Will, will you manage to stay awake while you're doing it? <laughs> to get the iron out. Shoes and some clothes, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. You know, it's, it's it's nice working from home, especially when you when you do breakfast shows. You know, it's nothing worse than to be on the road at four in the morning. So mm. uh, it's also nice to get out the house and uh, see your colleagues, and uh, you know, have you know, it's a fantastic new office they've built there in Central Square in Cardiff. So uh, yeah. it's nice to be uh, nice to be in the 
what was it like though going into stadiums during lockdown when when obviously spectators weren't allowed to go it must it must have been challenging as a, as a broadcaster but also some responsibility as well because you are the eyes the voice for so many people that are at home and can't watch so it must also have been a, a real privilege to be able to do that in such strange circumstances you you always feel like this is my job i can't believe it but when you are the only ones in there you like you do feel you know very fortunate to be able to get into so many steps that you had to go through with the testing all the so you know it was very strict and uh, you know i was commentating with people who were you know see my fellow commentators they were sat you know 50 feet away from me so it was really hard to, to get that sort of rapport going it's back to normal now. Have you appreciated the atmosphere inside stadiums a bit more since fans are allowed to come back as well? You know, when you hear the national game sung, you know, Wales, Estonia, the men's game uh, this month, you know, just sent the hairs up on your arms, you know, it's, it's back. <laughs> That's good. We should we, we should talk about Wales because uh, you're you're doing the Estonia game tomorrow, a six nil win last week. What what sort of shape do you think the the Wales team are in at the moment going to that game tomorrow, Kerry? Now, there's there's a really really good feeling this time. Um, Wales came close close twice. Never played in a major tournament. Came close twice uh, to the Euros and the World Cup uh, with Jane Ludlow agonisingly close. But uh, Gemma Granger is in now, and there's there's a real feeling that uh, you know it's when we qualify, not if we qualify. And there's there's mm. smiles on faces. You know, it just gives the mentality. Even when they were four 0 up, they still pushed for two more goals after ninety minutes on Friday. They they're playing for each other. They they have a real group. Fancy themselves to make the playoffs in France. Obviously, the clear favourites. They want ten nil, but the, you know why not? That they should beat Estonia as well, Greece, uh, Slovenia, the other teams. So not now. I think the players like the Helen Wards, Jess Fishlock, Tash Harding say it's now or never, and uh, yeah. let's hope it is now. Kerry, a guest we've had on this show, we always keep a close eye on, and Harrod James gone to, made the move to America, doing well over there, and I thought a really promising display from here last week, showing no signs of a, of a commitment to Wales, or the standards she performs to Wales dropping. She was very much in the forefront last week, wasn't she? Oh, she's a fantastic player. She, uh, <laughs> she was there a few years before. Yeah, really, really good player. Like, she's such a workhorse in the midfield. She's like a... She's like our Joe Allen, isn't yeah, she? She's hear, such a valuable player. And and she and Jess Fishlock have got a great relationship. And uh, Rachel Rowe, another one, she's got a cracker. She's got yeah. such an engine on her. But uh, you know, there is a really good mix of um, experience and youth coming through as well. So uh, and, this group can do it. And on another outlook of yours, I'm interested in now, Kerry, because I know we talk about Jasmine Joyce's mm-hmm. clip going viral. So Kerry Coleman Phillips in the lineup last week on oh. Facebook. <laughs> exemplary, <laughs> exemplary three stages of technique. We'll show you that one afterwards. But you know, you obviously you, you've involved in half dressed ladies at the rugby, a little bit in the cricket as well, um, I believe. And you, you, you just mentioned they've been involved in football. Do you think the overall outlook for women's sport in Pembrokeshire is looking brighter now? There seems to be a lot more opportunity, a lot more participation, and in a wider range of sports as well. We're not just talking the core sports where you maybe got token football or rugby ladies teams. In a lot more sports, the participation is good now. And of course, sorry, we should have mentioned the tennis, which we know you um, you, you carry 
I was joking last week. Oh, I know. Well, I, I know it was the other way. An apology, actually. I know. I know it was the other way around. I know Kerry was a driving force behind the title. But um, do you think, on a serious note, it's a much brighter outlook for females in Pembrokeshire wanting to play sport at the moment? Look at me. I've tried absolutely every sport. I've yet to find one that I've really excelled at. But yeah, it's, if if I just think of rugby, to, you know, before I would say we were showing up again. 13 girls so the last game we had 22 girls we had subs it was fantastic mm-hmm. i think lockdown has made people you know wasn't worried go back to grassroots sports but rugby and, and our cricket team is going really well as well so uh, there's plenty of opportunities to, to play sports at right now you just to, just to, to go out and, and tennis is doing really well our membership sure. down in half west is it, fantastic so yeah. You're like a fine wine, Kerry. As you get older, you get better with age. <laughs> I can't seem to retire rugby every year. I think this will be it now. But you, so you told me that when you were at the uh, Telegraph. Said, that was about on. ten years ago. <laughs> I'm going to put you up in the lineup this year, girls. Yeah. <laughs> what about in terms of um, in terms of broadcasting, Kerry? What, what do you you've got the football and the rugby, two different games to to cover. Do they challenge you? Differently, and with, with, do you have a preference? Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to? It's no secret that I'm, that I'm a rugby girl, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to the start of the uh, the United Rugby Championship now on Friday, and getting back with uh, with Phil Steele, my friend Phil Steele on the radio, and um, yeah, we have a great time. So we're really looking forward to that. I get the feel every time I see you post on social media, you, you're absolutely loving what you're doing, aren't you? It's absolutely clear to tell. Is, is it is it a dream job? I love it. I absolutely love it. I, like you know, I would go to to watch the Scarlets, the Ospreys, the Dragons, the Blues. You know, sorry, yeah. Cardiff Rugby. I would go anyway. <laughs> so um, you know, she wouldn't just, go down the orbs to watch Haken and Merlin's Bridge, though. <laughs> I've been there, Gordon <laughs> was playing football and rugby. I've been to every single ground in Pembrokeshire yeah. ten times over. So I've done, I was at Halford West watching them play St David's. Well, much better since you left, Ray's. I've, I've realised the young guard has come through. Fantastic yeah. performance by St David's the other week. But uh, yeah, don't Halford West as much as I can. So uh, oh, yeah, stuff. living the dream, mate. Oh, excellent stuff. Well, listen, in, enjoy it tomorrow. You'll, you'll be on duty and you get to work with Joe as well, who's yeah, one of your me, best mates. Best mates, yeah, on here together. We've just got to try and keep it professional. <laughs> is, that, is that challenging? Sometimes, yeah. We've got, we've got nicknames for each other, so we've got to try and remember our actual names. <laughs> yeah. Excellent stuff. We'll look forward to following you. Kerry, listen, thank you ever so much for coming on. Um, it's great to catch up with you. I remember when, I don't even remember, Kerry once taught me when we worked together to, to play the trumpet, I think. Was it the clarinet? Clarinet, I think. It was, was it? Yeah. Not very well. I'm still not particularly musical, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that was great fun. And it, it has been really good to see you do what you love so much. That, that's great to see. So keep up the good work. And you're yeah. welcome with us on Pure West Sport whenever. Excellent stuff. All right, we're going to take a Thanks. moment. Thank you for being with us, Kerry. Gordon's going to go for a stretch. <laughs> Give him a hand up, phrase. If that's I, right. I'm, I'm getting I'm ready. <laughs> Get my surgical <laughs> gloves ready. on. And the ice, and the ice bath as well. And we'll be back for the final part of Pure West Sport next. Castle Hot Tubs, a Wales's largest multi-award-winning wellness company, based right here in Pembrokeshire, offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget. Check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs, inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county, at Castle Hot hottubs.co.uk A warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care. 
Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at PembrokeshireBuilders.co.uk. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the gaming show on Pure West Radio. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. West is best on Pure West Radio.
Shores on Pure West Radio for Monday evening Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Uh, really good to chat to Kerry Coleman Phillips from BBC Wales Sport. Excellent to hear from her. Uh, some challenge yesterday on on the bike, wasn't it? 112 miles from Cardiff to Tembe, and you could feel the pain of those those miles around the Carmarthen area. <laughs> you just thinking of those hills that she would have gone up and down. Yeah, fair play. And Gordon joked there about her. Uh, you know, aging like a fine wine and get better with age, but she certainly she has. She has broadened yeah. her sport experience as she's got older, Kerry, hasn't she? Yeah, and she has. And she's there. She's been involved now in rugby, football, mm. cricket, and the cycling, the tennis, and on top of the obviously working job she's got. So, yeah. yeah, county tennis champion. Fair play to her. Yeah, and it, I think it's good when, when you're a sports broadcaster as well to be able to do it from your, your own experience, yeah. really flying the flag for, for women's sport on the radio as well, which which I think is excellent, and, and on the TV. Yeah, and having taken part in so many sports, she understands it so well, and she puts that across. Um, fair play to her, she's doing really well. Good luck to her in the future. Yeah, excellent stuff. Okay, uh, we were talking Ryder Cup at the start of the show and also after uh, some of your all-time sporting teams as well as we get ready uh, for the Ryder Cup on Friday. Arian Price, regular listener. Uh, Ryder Cup, one hell of a spectacle. Having been to Celtic Manor and Glen Eagles, I can highly recommend a Ryder Cup experience. Have either of you two been to a Ryder Cup? I was lucky enough to go, um, I was going to say two years ago, three years ago in Paris actually, uh, when you retained it there and uh, Thomas Bjorn and yeah, fantastic experience I mean such pretty volatile and, and frenzied one as well I think it was more knackered after two days in the Ryder Cup trying to be a fan follow it around yeah. than you are when you're active yeah. yourself but certainly worth doing and Gordon were you, were you at Celtic Manor? I'd been to Celtic Manor but not while, while that was on same, same. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a I'd lovely meal yeah it is it's lovely I stayed there actually yeah. <laughs> me too once yeah. Yeah. And I went, went down, down we to Usk then to the pub down in Usk it's lovely there and had a meal Oh, we did actually go down to have a look at the at the 2010 course yeah. and, and the setup yeah. down there. It, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah, and it, that was a, a certainly a memorable Ryder Cup. And you do feel if Europe are to win it this time, if they're to win it this coming weekend, it, it will be up there with one of the all-time Ryder Cups if that happens. I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, I said last week, wasn't it, when they broke 28 years of hurt and won at the Belfry, mm, you know, yeah. first time they beat in America. Uh, this is going to be in similar circumstances. 
they read our favourites, America. There's no two ways about it. It's up to Europe to produce the goods and upset the, uh, you know, upset them on the day on over the the weekend. Um, so it can it can happen. Sport. We have this. Oh, uh, it can. Yes, well, that's why we love sport. Memories of a miracle is only nine years away, isn't it? We remember Medina yeah. ten ticks oh, down on that yeah. final day. Dead and buried, and the yeah. comebacks as things came in. Stunning. Justin Rose, Martin Kamer, Francesco yeah. Molinari. You know, you'll never, I, I will never ever predict a Ryder Cup with no. confidence after that. That's no. really nine years ago. Nine years ago. Really yeah. yeah. I think I'll have to get the DVD out and watch it in, in advance of this weekend because that, that was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, we were saying about some of the greatest teams as well. Joe John has messaged to say the Johnston 2013 team. I mean, yeah, John, John's getting the uh, Joe John is getting the uh, Johnston West Wales Cup and Senior Cup winners, which in his head will be the greatest ever team, and, and it, it was some exciting finishes that final, especially the West Wales Cup final at the Liberty. So, um, well, one of the funniest moments. Let's talk about it, Fraser, when Millsy. That's he was, right. He yeah. was injured, remember? He was in more pain than Gordon. He was stretching yeah, off. He was stretching off. Yeah. He, he actually came back on and Could scored the winner. <laughs> and scored the winner. It was incredible, incredible. <laughs> Good stuff. We have got a stretcher standing by uh, for, for you, Gord. Yeah. Don't make me laugh, please, Ben. No, sorry, sorry. We've just had a um, message for a shout-out to Daniel Morgan, who was watching as well, Ben, which is quite fitting because we're going to come on to the Pembroke Vikings, aren't we? And obviously, he was interviewed in the first hour with the captain yeah. as well. So, hello, Daniel. Thanks for listening. Let's do that right yeah. now. So, on Friday at Haverford West RFC, uh, Pembrokeshire Vikings, Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire's only mixed ability rugby team. As mm. Fraser said, we, we featured that in the first hour of the show, but wanted to mention it again. Uh, Fraser, for people watching and listening now, can you explain the concept of, of the Pembrokeshire Vikings for us? Yes, certainly. It's a great concept, Ben. It's a mixed ability rugby team. It's basically open to all. You know, It tends to draw in people, not minority groups in rugby, so to speak. So maybe people who have disabilities or it'd be veterans or, or people who've never played the game before. You know, it's open to everyone or just people who just want to come and experience it. And, and it's really taken off. And, and you have to give kudos to Simon Gardner, really, because it's his venture. And he's, he's done two very good things, actually, Simon. He's taken the training to different clubs, so he's branded it out. It's yeah. very much a Pembrokeshire thing. It's not all based in, in what would he be his home club or Havard West if you like or his former club and he surrounded himself with very good people helping him out so obviously his experience as Scarlet's player mm, you know, yeah. is second to none when, when you're dealing with the beginners and, and then he's also got the likes of Delith and John Summons helping him out very yeah. good people good rugby people with the Iron Jeff Clout as well who, who Kerry mentioned and a host of others as well and, and it's really taken off and the training sessions have been good and they've got their first game of the season now on Friday and they should have a big crowd down there I think it's oh, generating yeah. a lot of interest it will generate a lot of interest and uh, fair play to Simon Gardner yeah. he's done a terrific job and he's built a, a good model here and I'm interested to see where this all goes and it also, Friday, I think, Friday sorry, evening so I was going to say if God agrees and maybe you Ben I think it actually does bring in the ethos that rugby's a game for all because we've heard mm. that before but it's quite a generic phrase that isn't it and the reality is it's not really a game for all because even at amateur level now it's so physical you know yeah. if, if you're not of the right size and stature you risk serious injury but this is an actual format where it is for all you yeah. know it's not that physical no. a game the referees rep it very sensibly and um, and it does really allow anyone to take part and that's important as yeah. well it makes feel uh, you know socially as well for mm. these people as well it's it's important and uh, and not to get hurt as well that's not what, what we don't want to happen you know put people off for life it's about encouraging getting out of there enjoying playing the game and uh, and meeting new people and building up friendships that's what rugby oh. is all about 
well, we previewed it in the first hour. You'll be able to listen to that again when the show goes up as a podcast on the purewestradio.com website. Uh, but we'll, I'm sure we'll look back on how that goes on, on the show this time next week. That, that's this coming Friday, mm-hmm. if you're able to go down and support that. Let's um, stick with rugby. Uh, Fraser, we'll, we'll look ahead to this weekend's games in just a sec. You're going to run us down the fixtures. Results from Saturday, though, in the Championship Cup at Trebanos. 12 Narbeth 43 uh, in the WR Plate District H1, Krimic 27, uh, Whitland 5. Uh, in the WRU Bowl, uh, Langham nil, Haverford West 53. That was a, a bumper win uh, for Haverford West. And as we also heard in the first hour, uh, St. David's 3, Nayland 27 uh, was also a result. And anything stand out for you over the weekend across Pembrokeshire, chaps? I mean, I think certainly um, the game I was at. Uh, not necessarily the rugby now in St David expected Nayland to win but I think I was, I was pleasantly surprised from what from Gordon said the last couple of weeks and maybe what Kerry said there about we've all been so concerned about the negative effect of rugby coming mm. out of this pandemic mm. and I actually saw a positive I saw a much bigger yeah. crowd there in recent times I saw Nayland and St David's two sides who haven't been blessed with numbers in the last no. couple of years with full squads as Kerry mentioned there and be able to roll on 20, 21 subs yeah. at, at players and roll subs on so you know the overall outlook looks a lot more positive for me I wasn't particularly surprised by any results um, I think Krimich beating Whitland was quite expected Whitland seemed to be starting very slowly and, and, and playing a very young side and trying to rebuild yeah. a bit in this, this yeah. competition but uh, no I think the overall outlook is good yeah really good uh, yeah, I've, been, good I've enjoyed the games that I've gone to it's been mainly half a west but what's pleasantly nice to see is the crowds come in mm. and enjoying the rugby and the rugby standard hasn't been too bad to be honest with you I was impressed with uh, Fraser's old team St David's last week against half a west they had a good second half and played some really good rugby and Jack Lee was uh, rather surprised as well <laughs> Good stuff. Fraser, give us the fixtures for this weekend. Yeah, so we've got the, the plate um, is back in action this weekend. So we've got Fishguard at home to Haber, um, Aberystwyth, Milford Haven hosting Whitland, which will be interesting because Milford haven't really been up at Whitland's level for so many years. And you know, with Whitland side struggling to get going in the plate, it's a real banana skin for them at the Orbs. And then Pembroke Temby as well. And now that, that's going to be a grudge match. You've got players on both sides who have played for both clubs, you know, yeah. a lot of old boys. It's The tie's actually turning slowly back. It was, Temby were above Pembroke for so yeah, long. Yeah, now they've gone the, to Temby now, isn't it? That's again, changed in the last couple of years, but we're seeing a shift again this yeah. year. Pembroke struggled so far this season. Temby looking good, and then we've got the, the rearranged game in the bowl: uh, Cardigan and Pembroke Dock. That's rearranged from last Saturday. There was a wedding on there, and mm. our old friend the Pembrokeshire Cup starts again with Saint David's at home to Crimmich. Um I think I can pick a winner in that one, but yeah, um, yeah. at least that competition is getting going again. So yeah, it, it's continuing, and the league fixtures now. So we've got a bit of momentum going, I think, in local rugby at the moment. Good stuff and we'll feature some of those games again on the show next Monday. We'll look forward to looking back on some of uh, the local rugby. Uh, let's finish with some football, shall we? It's taken till five to nine, Fraser, but I have to mention Luton Town three, Swansea City three. Uh, Swansea were three nil down after 23 minutes, weren't they? And a, and a last minute equaliser. Could this be the turning point for Russell Martin? Yeah, well, you're interested. We just spoke about the Miracle of Medina, haven't we? And now we obviously have now the second greatest comeback in sport after Swansea at Kenilworth Road <laughs> I mean it's it, it funny it showed the extremities of football Ben you went on Twitter at half time and a lot of people were saying Russell Martin out and I was probably so angry I felt inclined to agree with them <laughs> you look at it at full time and it's the greatest Swansea fight back in history and the happy days are here again look um, it needs to be a turning point Ben, but you hope it could be. They've been, ironically, defensively solid, but toughless mm. in attack in the games before this. Mm. Exactly the opposite, Luton, but I've said to you, they need a cutting edge. You know, they need goals, and, and they found that, you know, by being galvanised, by being behind. So you like to think it, it can be something they can push on from now because they've had a slow start, 
and of the next six games, they think they play five teams in the top six. Mm. No, so it, it's not going to be any joke in the next couple of weeks. No, so it needs no. it. Not only we say can it be the start of something, it needs to be the start of something really. Yeah, let's see. That might just kickstart Swansea under Russell Martin. Uh, in the Premier League, well, enough said about Tottenham nil, Chelsea 3 yesterday. Apart from Chelsea, do look pretty good, Gordon, don't they? Chelsea look really strong, even mm. at this early stage of the season, to be fair, Ben. Nil-nil uh, nil at half-time. Uh, I think you were probably hoping it was going to stay there after 90 minutes, but Chelsea had other ideas and they pushed on and uh, Spurs looked a little bit vulnerable, to be honest with you, and uh, mm. it could have been a few more goals, but the the real game of the weekend had to be at the Olympic Stadium, and <laughs> you know we talk about Man United again, is it? I mean, well, Cristiano you, Ronaldo you, scored yeah, again. Yeah, but the bigger story in that, you, you know, Lingard, who played for West Ham mm. on loan last season very successfully, he came on when the score was one-one. Ronaldo had already scored at that point, and we should have had a penalty as well, but we won't go into that. And Lingard scored an absolutely stunning goal, c- cutting in on the right, on his right foot, top corner, and uh, the old Swansea keeper didn't even see it for Bansky. Then, then Mark, then, Noble com- Mark Noble comes then, on for yeah, West Ham. Yeah, for the penalties. Uh, Luke Shaw's definite penalty. And, yeah, Noble, 35 last season, been a great server. But he hadn't, lo- he hadn't missed. Mm. And, um, you know, he... I mean, he just David think about De Gea it. did well, but it was at the right height. It was a poor penalty, and United went away with three points. Let's finish the show on this thought. If either of you two in your sports had sat there for 93 minutes and then you, you got asked by the manager to come on and take a penalty, having been sat on the bench for all that time... If the manager's you asked you, you've got no choice, Ben. But if it's your right. choice, you would say, no, I don't want to take that. Phrase. I thought it was a funny decision for for Moyes to make myself. I, I agree with Gordon there. If the manager asked you, you're probably not going to say no, but we saw what happened in the Euros, didn't we? I think it yeah. was it Sancho yeah. Rashford who came on yeah. after sitting on the bench for yeah, 118 exactly. minutes and missed. So, you know, I think it, it just heaps pressure on the guy coming on, um, basically, and I, I'm not a fan of the concept, you, I'll be honest. If you score, it's a great decision from David Moyes. Yeah. If you miss, yeah. it just looks I, ridiculous. I, I think it was De Gea's first penalty save in five years. Yeah, And, yeah. No, and, Noble, and Noble hadn't missed a penalty. So, four, what were the odds on that? And I think another thing we'll have a debate another time we've got time now is it on the back of Lingard's goal his players not celebrating at former clubs but we'll oh. save that one for next week <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, I, yeah I know but Ronaldo made sure he celebrated as well <laughs> yeah he doesn't he miss did. a chance to celebrate now no he, he's on fire isn't he he's made a good start alright listen Fraser and Gordon thank you ever so much fine, very final ultra quick message before we go Ben just come through that Pembroke Dock figure that was 5,000 last week has since risen to 7,000 what they raised for local charities well done them as well Oh, good stuff. And that's a nice place to finish the show. Enjoyed it. There'll be plenty more to talk about again next Monday between 7 and 9. Don't forget that first hour. Loads of local interviews. You'll be able to listen to the whole show again as well uh, on the Pure West Radio website when we release it as a podcast and the videos stay on as well. Gordon, your back's held up. Well done. Go get yourself an ice bath. We will see you next week. Up next, it's Making Noise on Pure West Radio. From Kilgetty to Kilpayson for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West.